Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, we are live with Creativity in Focus, a show, a live podcast where we highlight an artist every single week. Before we get started, first of all, uh, we are a little late. That's the joy of technology, but we are here now. So make sure to stop doing what you're doing because this is going to be a fun time, relaxing time, and informal chat with an amazing artist. The other thing is, this is content only. Nobody's going to try to sell anything. So we ask you to share this video as soon as possible. Uh, right at the beginning is the best time possible that you could do that. And you can share everywhere, including groups, because like I said, it's content only. If you can take the time also to give us a like, a heart, Fantastic, but what we really, really enjoy is when you interact with us. This is a live podcast for the reason that we love your interaction. First of all, let us know where you are in the world, but then in any point where you want to ask a question or a comment or even share an experience, because as artists, we share many experiences, well, do that. You have a comment box, a chat box, whatever you're watching is usually either below the video or beside the video, depending on where you're watching. So use that to interact with us. We really love that, okay? And of course, podcasts, they stay on forever. So you can revisit as many times as you want. And you are going to find us on creativityfocus.com. That's the best place because you can actually watch all the past episodes. Uh, but you can also go to our Facebook page, Creativity in Focus, YouTube, uh, Curious Mondo, iTunes, and everywhere else where you find podcasts. Uh, you know, subscribe to that because all these things that really for you takes just a second uh, are really crucial for us to have awareness, to create awareness that we all desperately need when we have something or a message or even better, a mission to, you know, highlight artists out there. So it only takes a second but makes a huge, huge difference and we are very thankful for that. With that said, today my guest is Beverly Oliva from Canada. She is a, do you do you refer yourself as a sculptor or how do you like to an artist? An, an artist, artist, because yeah. you never know tomorrow too, right? Well, it's more encompassing and it's broader. That's so. true. Very yeah. good. Yeah. And and Beverly today she works uh, with a fabric hardener making garden sculptures, and we are going. To act, actually, we're going to start showing some of your pieces so people can get more familiar with what wow. you do. Excellent. And then we are going to talk more with you. And, of course, the very lucky husband, <laughs> Jack, that is here with us. You know, because the life of an artist has many layers and many facets. And we want exactly to talk about that. Beverly was on another episode of Creativity in Focus a few months ago. But things have changed so much that, you know, I think it's going to inspire you even more. So make sure you pay attention today and then you revisit that podcast so you can see the contrast of what has happened, not only in her life, but on the pieces, because she took a whole, uh, I don't know, how do you say, a whole new drive for those pieces, yeah, right? I, I, I'm not even sure what to describe it as well, too, Shahar. It's yeah. just... I have more courage. More Much courage more now. Courage. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a look at some of your pieces and please comment and tell a little okay. bit of the story behind okay, each cool. one. So the one up there is a brand new one that I've just, just finished. Uh, one of the exciting things that have happened since we spoke last is I have an opportunity to show things at the Mutart Conservatory. Mm -hmm. The theme, which is a Pyramid Gardens. It's one oh. of the major attractions in the city of Edmonton. 
And the theme of that uh, showing is out of this world. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought it would be very nice to have a fairy in it, but I just I didn't want it to be a little fairy. She's a big fairy. She's almost almost as tall as you. Oh as my gosh! No, don't tell that to people. <laughs> so she's going to be four feet. She's almost four feet tall. And I was really struggling with her as to how to put her arms. I knew what her body looked like. I knew what the dress looked like, but I couldn't figure out the arms. And then I had a little bird that was done in my studio. And just in the fixing up, the hair kind of landed up getting the way it wanted to be. And I'm really happy with how she turned out. She's actually pretty exquisite. Okay, just to make it clear, I'm five feet, so I could call her shorty. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have more to show? Let's take a look. Let's see what we have there. The oh, and that's just some of her wings that oh. I have done. Um, so did you use t-shirt or what for that? No, that's that uh, fabric we were talking about during the class today, and that's that cotton muslin. Oh. That it's kind of it's it's thicker than um, cotton gauze, but it's not a, a strictly woven fabric. Mm -hmm. And I love working with it because it really allows me to really have this texture. And what's really cool is you can't see this here, but when the light shines through it, you can almost see through it. And with the paint job that I've done on it, it's iridescent and they almost look like a fly wing would look. Ooh, so they're really cool. cool. They're, and the, she's going to be on display right in a garden. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited about that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so her wings, and this Famous is... Famous heron. Another heron. This one's a shorter one, and I was playing, I've been playing with some new poses. Uh -huh. You know, before I, you know, I kind of just got into the rhythm of doing some basic standard things, and uh, one of my students came and did a heron with that pose of the neck going down, and I quite loved it, mm -hmm. and that inspired me to create this one. And his name is I Spy because he has seen a fish, a fish. <laughs> and he is just well, ready to go the, and grab it. The beak, the beak. What is the beak made of? Uh, Paperpolen t-shirts. Oh, that the beak too? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. And that the, the, how I do the beak and how I do the head is something special okay. that has evolved as I've been over working time. on the pieces, and it's evolved over time, and it really has become part of my signature of what I do with my herons. <laughs> and the herons is something that you told me is one of your best sellers, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Because number one, they're a big statement piece, uh -huh. and there's something that people really relate with, and. Um, the, the biggest challenge I have as an artist is people coming because when they go to an event or a venue and they're looking for art, they're thinking either something to wear or something to put in a room mm -hmm. or on a they're wall, not expecting but this. they're not expecting to be able to decorate their garden. Uh -huh. Okay, so my biggest challenge when I see someone is to say, I'm creating art for your yard and you can literally see them go. And it, it's God. not a wind chime, right? No, yeah. and it's not a wind chime, and they're just like, they're dumbfounded. So it's the biggest challenge that I have uh -huh. is having them, because often people will go to these venues with an idea of what they're looking for, mm -hmm. a spot they need something for. So my goal this year is to really get them to figure out where in their yard that heron's going to look amazing. And that's a big piece too, like four or five feet, right? Yeah, exactly, wow. exactly, yeah. Uh, Sandy is saying, hi, Jack. Hello, how are you? <laughs> We had many requests uh, for the husband oh. to be here with us. So tell me a little bit, how is the life of, uh, of the husband of an artist? <laughs> it's uh, very interesting. Uh, <laughs> never boring. I never, yeah, never expected to be doing any of this. But behind every, every successful woman, there's a husband. Uh -huh. I, I'm, I'm the husband. I'm the grunt, as I call myself. So... <laughs> 
whatever she does, I do all the heavy work for her and <laughs> just support. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, what we the need. The support right? is there. Uh, sometimes uh, she throws ideas off me, and I have a different idea, so I let her know. And once what in a while, think? she changes it. Not often, but yeah. sometimes she takes your yeah, idea. Yeah, sometimes oh, yeah, she takes no. my advice. Well, the cool thing is, is because he because he's not invested in it as much mm -hmm. as I am, he comes up with some stuff, and I'm like. I love that. It's such a great idea. Uh -huh. And even we did this, we did the Knights of Artists Art Walk and after we sat down and, and did the debriefing thing about it and he came up with so many great ideas and I'm like, honey, why didn't we talk about this before? Because uh -huh. there were things that could totally have worked and may, made the show more successful. So uh, he's a very, yeah, very valuable we, part. We had to go through one to see it first. Yeah. To see how it worked and I wouldn't everything. Have, we wouldn't have thought of those ideas if from uh -huh. scratch. Yeah, and that, that's the important part of yeah, uh, yeah. trying out stuff. Now, when you got married, you didn't know you were marrying an artist, right? Uh, because she didn't know she no, was an artist. No, that was that's the last thing I expected coming out of, <laughs> really? out of, out of her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when she was there one day that she came and said, honey, I'm an artist, or how did oh, that happen? It's, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how. It, I'm not sure how it happened. It's just. Uh, it's been, it has been an evolution, right? Oh yeah. 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 yeah it has. It has been uh, uh, over years and years and years now. It's. Uh, mm -hmm. She's always had a creativity. She sold. She's. She did party light. Anything she did has been always really good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. And it's been interesting too because when we do home renovations and stuff, I will get this vision of what it's going to look like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, we're going to do this, this, and this, and. And he looks at me as if to say, mm. uh, I don't think so. And I'm like, no, no, we got to do it. And nine out of 10 times, I think even 10 out of 10 yep. times, eh? no. by the time it's done, he's like, that, honey, that looks really good. That's so. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> so he's learned not to second guess my judgment. So now, that's cool. Beverly, you, you mentioned several times uh, art walks. Do we have pictures to show of them? Uh, actually, I did. Uh, there's uh, yes. one of me uh, in an art walk, and then there's one just a, a picture of an art walk, and it's some shameless promotion for Gossamere Treasures, which is my next art walk coming right, up as well, too. But it's, I, we it's know show we, you exactly. We've heard that before that many people are not used to that term. So yeah, okay. tell us exactly why so we show the picture, is, what it um, is. And so this is inside the Knights of Artists. And mm -hmm. so this was a big building that the Knights of Artists rented, and whatever arrangement they made but there were 60 artists in here and we each had a booth a 10 by 10 booth mm -hmm. so it's like a trade show but okay. it's all artists okay. okay and this one we were lucky because it was indoors so we could set up and stay in there so that was fabulous and especially then, where you live right absolutely <laughs> and because this one was held in may in march so it was, too cold, it, it was still too cold and in fact even on that day it was snowing if i remember right um, but a beautiful venue for us and stuff and people and and what's really cool is sometimes the art walks what happens is people come looking for art because mm -hmm. they know that that's who's being shown so it's a targeted market sometimes they're they're just there to enjoy the day because it's a nice day mm -hmm. but nine out of ten times they know that we are pitching art to put it bluntly you know mm -hmm. type of stuff so they come so they come looking for that piece that's going to reach out to them and, and grab it's them. only artists so it's not only mixed artists. with anything else. no uh, and generally most yeah. art walks do and sometimes there'll be some of them will have food but there's no multi-level marketing and you know things bought from mm -hmm. China type of stuff okay. so there okay. a lot of them e 
even have criteria that it needs to be handmade as well too. A lot of the art walks are juried and mm -hmm. so what that means is is you need to kind of pass the litmus test of being good enough to be part of their show and the Knights of Artists certainly is and even the um, Wobberman one that's coming up is juried as well too. They want to see what kind of work you have. They want to see that number one you're going to be good enough and they want to make sure that there's a diversity happening in what's being displayed so that people so have a lot to look at. You have no competition on the garden part then? Uh, very really little. Rare. There is another There is another artisan in our market that does do art walks as well too and sometimes we're even in the same art walk but the mm -hmm. cool thing is is her style is different than totally mine different. and the, the, the challenge that we both have is that nobody knows about Paverpole. Mm -hmm. So they come in and they're just like, what? <laughs> And what? you say that, and in Canada, is actually quite popular. More, a lot Even more than here. exactly, yeah, exactly. It's, it's way more popular than here, and, <laughs> and people just are not familiar with it. So it's good because she will introduce people, I will introduce people, and then they'll go see her work, and they'll go see my work, and then they'll pick uh -huh. and decide, decide who style they like That's better. Good. So it's I good. like the fact there is juried. I like the concept because. Uh, one challenge many times for artists is to find the right venues to display their work. Yep. And many times when you go to bazaars and, and mix with crafts, not, not, not there is anything wrong with that, but the problem is that usually the attendee is there to buy something that is $10, $15, and then you, you end up not selling because of that. Because, exactly. you know, they, yep. they occupy a different category price-wise as well. So yeah. it becomes a challenge. So art walks are a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have here, uh, let me see, Deborah saying hi, and Sandy saying that is great teamwork, husband and yeah. wife. <laughs> and guest 781, how many hours per week do you dedicate to your artwork? Ooh, uh, that's a really good question uh -huh. because before. 48, 48 hours a day. <laughs> There's been days, no, there's been days that thank goodness Jack will bring food down for me type of stuff. Um, because I've been so busy since we met last mm -hmm. and since that last art walk, the last interview that I had done, uh, m my business has exploded in the number of pieces that I'm selling, the people that are wanting to display my art and just the venues that I've gotten booked mm -hmm. as well too. So I've been very busy and I would say right now I'm probably spending 20 to 30 hours with that being. Oh yeah. Easy. Uh, easily that much yeah. right now because I've just, yeah, just because That's I've good. got, I've got, well, the thing is a lot of stuff just unfolded very quickly and all of a sudden, mm -hmm. and there was one night we were sitting down and I was just doing the list of all the pieces that I need. And I'm like, I'm still three or four pieces short mm -hmm. and I'm heading to Salt Lake in two weeks. Yeah. I better get my, <laughs> my button gear. Well, I tell everybody, Chase doesn't buy that, but sleep is overrated. We don't need to sleep. <sighs> I'm older than you, Shahar. I need sleep. <laughs> well, I need sleep too. It just doesn't happen. Uh, Noemi Smith is saying hi too. So, okay, you just mentioned you are working 20 hours. Is that what you said? 20 some hours yeah. a week. Uh, is this your only business? Is this the only thing you do for revenue, or for, do you have no, other I got, activities? No, um, I got. I also. I'm a multi-level marketer as mm -hmm. well too. And what I really love is that this this bit the, bit the other business that I'm in is about women being beautiful and young and healthy. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like my art business does that for people as well too. So when I'm cool. teaching, I'm, I'm teaching them to for self-care because uh -huh. that's totally for me what the art is and and my other business is all about self-care as well too so it's been interesting because each business will bring me people and there's another. a lot of crossover there's been a lot of crossover what about you jack what do you work with or do you do you still work oh yeah i'm 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 working 
I'm a chef by trade, but I'm driving truck right now. You married a chef? I did. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, I yeah, no, no, yeah. 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 So you yeah. really don't have to think about dinner. Yeah. I don't. Oh. No, absolutely not. No, <laughs> no it's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so but and I'm also I'm also a grunt. <laughs> I do all the grunt work for Ben. Right. Yeah, yeah. And behind every successful woman there's a man. That's me. <laughs> He, he really wants that point. Yeah. Now, you said things change. So t tell me what happened. Because you, I remember the very first time you were here, you said, I'm an artist, but uh, you also said that it took you a while, right, mm -hmm. to embrace that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. And then what happened after you, you okay. gave your course here? Well, here I'll, I'll just kind of give a, a brief overview. So my husband and I are at that, at that age of thinking about downsizing. And, and I've always been a craft person. And I had dabbled in the whole textile making statue things as a hobby, right? Okay. And it's like, should we sell the house? Should we keep it? We had already had a real estate agent come in to take a look to see and he's like, this is very nice, but you really need to renovate the basement and get it updated if you want to get top dollars. So we had already made plans. And then I ran into the teacher of teachers at a trade show in December. Mm -hmm. and, I, I, and she was looking for people to be certified, to be certified instructors. And I'm like, bingo, that's it. That's exactly what I can do. So January 1st, we started the renovations. By the end of February, I became certified, renovations were done, and I was hosting my first class wow. of four students. Uh -huh. And so the natural progression of that is, is you keep making things, you keep making things, and old Mr. Natterer here <laughs> is like, what are we doing with all this stuff? Like, you know, nobody's buying it down here. And so I remember last year, at the beginning of the year, was it last year or the year before that already? the year before that mm. my goal that you know it, the whole new year's resolution thing and i'm like i need to start finding some venues to show my pieces because i have too many here and that's where i landed up finding gossamer treasures mm -hmm. from a referral on a, of a friend and then you know i've been slowly you know got involved in one or two art walks and then i tripped across your website mm -hmm. uh, karen baker doing a class and yeah. she's she and i i was just totally hooked and i'm like wow I ended up getting engaged on the site and Nash and I were having a conversation and she said, peeking on your site and I was wondering if, and I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm open, like totally. So, what, so it was the courage to come here and do that to begin with. And then just before I came, this Knights of Artists, I saw an advertisement for their next art walk. And to me, that's the creme de la creme in the Edmonton market is that art, that art walk. And I thought, mm, I need to be there. If I, if I don't ask, I don't get in there. Mm -hmm. The answer's no, right? So I sent off an email and said, hey, my name's Bev. This is what I do. Don't know if you're looking, but if you are, would you be interested? Mm -hmm. And just as after I got back, they said, yes, we love your work. So seeing that just took me off into the deep end. So not only did I come back from this feeling like, Mm -hmm. I can do this. This mm -hmm. that was amazing. Like I finished that class and I didn't feel like I left anything on the table. I felt like I had given them everything I had and and I felt really amazing with all the you know the great comments from all the students and stuff. Yes. Poor Jack, he had a hard time <laughs> with me when I first got home because I was a little full of myself. I, I, I rocked the neck class. Everybody's exactly, talking yeah. about it. And, that, and so then I got into the Knights of Artists and that just kind of opened up a whole bunch of doors because all of a sudden you're not like... I'm, I'm an artist. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. I'm an international teacher. Right. And I am a Knights of Artists uh -huh. alumni. And so I think it's just that throwing back of your shoulders and throwing up your head that just gives you that whole 
courage oh, really. who is to, this? Yeah. yeah. And so while we're at the Knights of Artists, the other thing that happened, and this is a really cool story, and I had met her in, in the fall before at an art walk, and her name is Ellie, and she's with the Sculptors Association. Oh. Okay. And uh -huh. so these are the people that have stone and yes. wood, and they sculpt. And so she approached me and said, would you like to come into my, you know, would you like to come and be a part of the organization? I'm like, ah, oh, mm -hmm. like, am I good enough? <laughs> <laughs> Type of stuff. And then I, when I, we were here and we went to the Carvers Association, I thought that's kind of cool. And the textile mm -hmm. thing we did, I thought that's cool. We went to the Wasatch Wood Carvers and the Utah Surface Designers, correct? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, and the wool too that we went to a wool. We, you took me you took me I took wool. everywhere. You took me everywhere. <laughs> exactly. And I thought I took her places, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey. And I thought that's really cool and and I I love the kinship thing that was happening yes, at that. Amazing, and I thought yeah. that that was pretty cool. So when we were at the Knights of Artists, Ellie came back again and Jack was there. <laughs> so this is where he helps me too. And he's like, "What?" You knew about this and you haven't joined? Like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta give her a kick. Yeah, right? <laughs> kick start. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you're good. That's, Go. that's, that's my yeah. part of the business. Yeah, and so off we went to a meeting and they're getting ready to do this display at these gardens. And it's from the middle of June to the end of September, middle of beginning of September. So all summer long, I'm gonna have six pieces mm -hmm. on display in the gardens. Like, um, and these are py the pyramid gardens, yeah. In the right? pyramid gardens, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. So, so it's just been this whole, and <coughs> I think it's just having the courage to finally step out and go and do, and, and, I'm, and because of those things, I've really stepped out, and like making the dragons now mm -hmm. has been and, really and going. Well, so we are going to talk about those too, but you see, you said a lot of doors open after I gave the class, and of course, Curious Mondo gives a lot of visibility, but the fact is you went and asked. Yeah, and, and that's what many people don't get it, that they want the doors open, but they never take the action also to go and ask. Yeah, you, you either get a yes or a no, and you're not going to die if you get a no. A no changes nothing. And no changes, exactly. No changes nothing, but yeah. the yes can, can change your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really important to, to understand that as talented as you are, being inside the home and not trying, uh, you're not going to get anywhere, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, I have a few questions here. Guest 781, where do you find your inspiration? Sometimes it wakes me up in the middle of the night. Sometimes I'll see another piece that someone has done mm -hmm. that I respect and admire, and it's like, wow, I wonder if I can do that. Mm -hmm. And I'll try, and sometimes I get close, and sometimes I don't. Um, sometimes I just see an image, and I'm like, that's really cool. Uh-huh. What if, what if, what if I, I did, did that? The other thing sometimes that happens, and especially in this medium, is I'll start something and they'll be like, no. They talk to you. I'm talking, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, doing yeah. this, I'm doing this. No, no, I'm not doing that. You know, type of stuff. It, and want, so, it wants its own pose. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's and like, this is how I want to exist. Yeah. Right? Exactly, and then yeah, it takes yeah. Them. And if you pay attention, and you have to pay attention when you're working on them, and you'll see it, it'll be a little click. Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll just be like, oh, okay, no, we're good. That's, that's what it wants to that's be. That's so great. So, yeah. um, Sandy is asking, Bev, you are a wonderful teacher and artist and luck, lucky to have an enabler like Jack. <laughs> See, official enabler. Well, he was here working, so Beverly is already working on a class she's going to give at Curious Mondo in October, right? Yeah. 
Uh, and so Jack was helping her make the bases for the herons. Yeah. Right. And he was the one. We even did a, a tutorial video there yeah. to, to use later. So yeah, not only a neighbor, but big, big supporter. That's very good. Yeah. And when I'm doing the art walks, he's the one that helps me load the van, carts the stuff up and down the stairs. Um, he gives me Come ideas. from one country to so another, another driver, yeah, right? driver. Yeah, no, That's so like good. that all matters. That all, and it all helps. And even and it, this is probably one of the biggest things that he does for me is when I have a class because when I teach a class and it's hands on. I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. By the time I'm done that seven, eight hours, I come upstairs and there's nothing, nothing yes. left. Nothing yes. left. I have a glass of wine and food and I can literally sit on the lazy boy. That's the moment you want to be married to a chef. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. So before we talk about this next phase, uh, I want to show some more of your work. And what I want you to do is explain the process for people that are watching, but they never saw one of your classes. Okay. So uh, briefly explain what, what's the process, what are you using? Because we are talking about garden art, but at the same time, this is textile art, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so let's take a look in one okay. of them. Oh, oh one of this my is favorites. one of your favorites. Yes. And uh, interesting story to this one, because I also teach um, uh, what I call a free-for-all class. So my students will come with their ideas of what they want to make. Okay. And my student wanted to make a rooster, and, I, and it was the year of the rooster. I thought, oh, that's a cool idea. So while I'm helping her, I'm also building my own. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we take wire and a styrofoam ball and electrical wire, and we will create a form. So we'll create the armature, and then I'll take the old T-shirts... Um, a lot of times it's old t-shirts and that one I think is probably 90% t-shirts and I'll dip it in the medium called power pull and in dipping it that's what colors it and it allows me to sculpt with it and do the texture and all of that kind of thing. So the power pull allows you to give color of course to, to sculpt in itself but also gives the ability of you putting this piece outside, correct? Being outside, absolutely. And, and you will last years with that. And, yeah, and, you, and the year of the rooster, he's ready. He, he's looking for his forever home. Oh, right? really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's actually at the Camrose. He's going to be in, Camrose has an art walk, and I have 10 pieces on display there over the summer as well, uh -huh. too. So he's going to be at one of the art walks there. And that's a piece that will never be done again, okay? Just Why? to let you know. Well, Drove I Drove you crazy? The well, I started the tale, right? Oh. And I thought that would be really a cool way to get that really cool uh -huh. item on the tail which was fine for one feather two <laughs> 10, feathers. feathers later I'm like this and and honestly that piece should be double the price of what it is uh -huh. but it, it'll never be done again so since you mentioned manner. price give me a, a ballpark of that, how big is that piece? Uh, he stands about 21 inches tall. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. And so he's bigger than a rooster. I think. Yeah. Bigger than a oh, real yeah. rooster. Yeah. 21 inches tall, 450, but it should be $900. Like, it should seriously, be a $900. For, for the n amount of time right. I put in it. Right. But I know no one will pay that for him. So, so. Do, you, do you have a formula when you price your things or you just look uh, and say, I think you are worth this much? It's a combination of everything, and I don't know if I have a strict formula. Okay. Um, basically, my herons, because I, I teach classes as well, too, so the herons, you need to take a beginner class, and you need to take the heron class, and so that's $300 of investment and two days of your time mm -hmm. already. So I charge $400 for my herons. A, base, a basic heron is $400. If I get a little fancier with the pose or with what I've done with it, then I'll charge, then more, charge more, you know, type of stuff. But, and I feel, I feel like that's a fair price because otherwise you're spending three and two days of your time mm -hmm. and for 400, you're getting 
You're getting me. Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, And when was the last time you did a, a basic hair? Oh, yeah. No, they, they're <laughs> starting things. to take a life of their they, own. They, they are changing, right? Yeah. So Always. usually when she prices something, uh, do you think her prices are okay, too expensive, not enough? Oh, I... <laughs> She, she knows what she's putting into it, so I it, go along with it. Okay. Uh, her, 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 drag, her dragons were amazing when we, when we did them, and uh, she even got the price that she wanted for it, which was really surprising. But <laughs> It's yeah. just the beginning, yeah. Jack. Well, that's, a, I think she underprices, behind, if you ask my opinion. Yeah. 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 Behind uh, every good, behind every artist, there's a there's a good grunt. I think he, I think he wants that point. <laughs> okay, um, Cal, Caleb is asking, and I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce it right. Are these waterproof? Is snowproof? Yep, absolutely. Well, in Edmonton, they have to be snowproof. They have right? to be snowproof, waterproof. <laughs> exactly. I have pieces that have been out in my gardens now for four or five years, and, and they, they I don't bring them in. They just stay outside year round. But tell Caleb what happens when it's warm, because I think I think that's a good point. Okay. Because uh, that I think establishes what kind of structure you need to have. Yeah, exactly. So. The powder pole, when it's heated up, it will get soft, mm -hmm. okay? And it looks like you can move it around and you can change the form on it, but it gets a memory and it will bounce back. But if your structure is not solid underneath it, then it, it can land up collapsing. So that's one of the things as an artisan that I'm always very, very careful about is making sure that my structure the, is the good armature, and soft. The structure is, is really is solid. solid. Yeah, yeah. But it will... It's, withstand like here in Utah we have both right we have cold we have the snow and we have a very hot summer yeah the pieces would still last yep. years oh. absolutely yeah, yeah. It, it is it is really mind-blowing what this product <laughs> does no it is because I think for sculptors not not you're happy sculpting I think you're happy sculpting whatever but when we think uh, about markets and how open this side of the market is and what an easier process it is if I compare for example uh, creating a, a sculpture in clay then finding a foundry and turning that into bronze or whatever yeah. it is yeah. and what you do with your sculptures or even stone i mean or to get a, stone. to get a piece that big in stone i mean that's half your life taken up you know <laughs> <laughs> and the other cool part is that you have proven more and more and more that they sell really well yeah. as well yeah. right because yeah. it's so unique that people oh exactly yeah and it's just it's just like i say i just feel like i'm finally in that oh isn't that oh that's that art you know so uh -huh. i'm I'm just getting there. So I'm excited to see what next year at this year looks like. Yes. After having had it. And I've got a, this year I've actually got a solid marketing plan in place where I've got an art walk every month and, mm. you know, and making sure that I've kind of got, and, and I'm in the right venues as well too type of stuff. So, so I've you, got that unfolded this year. You were clearly uh, business minded since I met you. That That's mm -hmm. clear. Uh, actually, I have to tell you, so you, you, you know your side of the story, right, with Curious Mondo. On our side, I think you and Ashley were talking about websites. Yep. Uh, generic. And I'm, I'm working one day, and she comes in, and she says, you got to see the work of, that this lady is doing. And, and I went, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she comes back, did you see the work that she's doing? <laughs> and that's how I got to meet you, yep. right? Because yep. I said, whoa, that's really unique. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So you, you were always business-minded, but uh, did you always had a, a plan on how you would go about this, or that kind of happened in an organic 
kind it's of way. It's been totally organic. Uh -huh. Totally organic, eh, Jack? Yeah. Yeah, like I say, yeah. we, we were at the phase where we're in the house and it's too big for us. Uh -huh. And, and the, you know, with my other businesses, the house, is always, the house is always paid for itself. Mm -hmm. And so we're at that point where we didn't want to work at that, that hard anymore. So it's like, what are we going to do? And then when I saw this and, and the ability to teach and use that space downstairs and make it viable again, mm -hmm. uh, to me that totally that, made sense. Okay. Yeah. And then, like I say, from that it just evolved on to the next. We had to renovate the house. We had to renovate the house, the basement, anyway. So we must so now put it to work. Yeah, yeah I saw yeah. that green wall. Was gorgeous. Yeah. 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 I want to show a picture of the dragon. And my question to you is this: So, uh, what I noticed, right, that since you came to Curious Mondo the first time. You, cha you changed as an artist. It looks like mm -hmm. you became bolder, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit. And that dragon, I, th I think it's, it shows how oh, bold and, you and have that become. Was, that was when I looked at that, I really thought, because, you know, I saw yeah. the tipsy ladies. The, I was not expecting a dragon. Yeah. And I, so I said, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's like, I, it's like in video game. New face, new face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you got that. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about it. Well, uh, we had, I, I got accepted into the Knights of Artists, and I'm sitting down trying to think of, what I'm taking, what I'm making. And because we were set up for four whole days and I could literally set it up and not take it down every day, I thought I am taking every big piece I have mm -hmm. and I wanted something different. I wanted something that would make people stop and look. A feature. You know, a feature to have a conversation. And, and for, I don't know, for whatever reason, I was just like, I want to make a dragon. So I started Google searching some images, mm -hmm. and I thought, that's an image that I saw. And I thought, that could be really cool. Uh -huh. And then it's like, hmm, I wonder how. And again, being an artist, you're always a problem solver, uh -huh. right? You're always solving problems Sorry, yeah. and thinking out how, how is this built? What does that armature look like? What could this sit on? And it, he took me about three, three and a half weeks to build, okay? okay? And in there is every process that I have ever done in Paverpool is all incorporated in that. So using the t-shirts, using the fabric, using the Paverplast and the wrappers, like it's... It has a little bit of everything. It's all in there. It's and how big in. is that? Um, well, Jack and I stand behind it. So oh, as we're oh. sitting here, uh -huh. he's just as wide as we are. And Probably three and a half feet yeah. tall. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. amazing. That's yeah, an he's amazing he's piece. really a big piece. And can I tell you the story about <laughs> when when we were making it? So I had this vision of making it, and Mr. Supportive Husband here, he's like, a dragon. Who's gonna buy a dragon? I'm like, I don't know. People are excited. I, th I think it'll be okay. That thing's big. It better sell. <laughs> it's oh, I, I am not lugging. I'm not lugging that thing around. Maggie right? has one. Eh? Oh my gosh, he was just and he said that thing better sell. And then of course, so then we featured at the Knights of Artists. I put the picture on Facebook, uh, and it sold. It literally sold off of a picture on Facebook. Your opinion changed immediately, oh, right? Yeah. And so I mean, he was still disappointed because we had to take it home again, as opposed to delivering it mm -hmm. out to where it needed to go. So then, as we're sitting down and getting ready and figuring out what we're making for the mutart. And, and Jack says, I think you need to make another dragon. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a little one. He goes, no, make it a big one. He said that he dragons. The dragons uh, are her well, favorite thing. The, thing. the thing about it, it was so big and awkward yeah. to move. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy to put in yeah, the car. It's, and it, it's, yeah. But it, he sold it, for six figures. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if I don't, she was going to do this. 
We wouldn't have bought a little car. We would have bought a big truck. <laughs> I needed that. Having five dragons and we're with a new car. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. So I it's love just, dragons. It, it's been so interesting to watch the whole evolution process of, because now, because he was at the Knights of Artists and, and he knows what that venue is and, and watching other people interact with my art. I think he's he's finally uh -huh. believing that I'm an artist uh -huh. as well, too. So that's, that's And good. having him here, too, has get, been really amazing, get, too. Get educated. <laughs> uh, She's educated me for the last 40 years, too, so continue. But w w before, were you exposed to art? W was art part of your life at all? No. Or? No, not at all, no, right? No, yeah. I, I wouldn't even look at a piece of art. Look at that. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you know, I love dragons. You say people, why? I consider myself a dragon tamer. Yeah. And I actually have a bunch of necklaces that are dragons that I made. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. they're, they're yeah. awesome yeah. animals. Okay. Sandy is asking, how do you explain, this is a very good question, by the way, mm. how do you explain about your art if someone is not familiar with? So you're there, they see, okay. but what is this? Yeah, so I, I basically, I, my, my little, my short story is I take old t-shirts and turn them into garden art, <laughs> and I work with a medium called Paverpole. Okay. It's like a liquid glue that allows me to take an old t-shirt and sculpt with it. Mm -hmm. And once it's cured, it's safe to be outside for once it's cured, it takes two weeks, but once that's cured, it's safe to be outside. Mm -hmm. And invariably, they, they're looking at it, they're afraid to touch, and I'm like, you can go ahead and touch it. And mm -hmm. then they get to see that it feels like metal. And from there, you can start seeing the interesting stories mm -hmm. happening in their head. Can I give my two cents? Absolutely. Well, uh, what I think is this, when we are telling what we do, we need to, to think about which level we are touching on that person, right? right? And when you're explaining what you do, you're explaining a process, yeah. right? The material that you use. Uh, it could be, and I'm taking this, you know, as impromptu, so don't Yeah, I love it. it. I, I, I'm glad we're gonna be able to replay this. I don't need to take if notes. If somebody okay? asks you what you do, because it is an unusual thing, but you say, you know, I tell stories and creating memories by using textiles and a, a, a hardener component. Because what are you doing? When a person puts a heron in their garden, yeah. uh, they're not putting t-shirts with a fabric hardener called Powerball. I mean, mm. really, it's a commodity. Who cares about that? But it tells a story. It yeah. tells your story, the way you see a heron that is different than the way I, or a dragon, the way yeah. I see a dragon. Because I, I believe I'm a dragon tamer, it's different than the way you see. You see a myth mythical creature. So when we talk to people and we explain what mm. we do, it needs to be on an emotional level yeah. that touches the heart and then the mind. People don't buy with the mind. They buy with the heart and they justify with the mind. Yeah. Right? Very and that's true. the difference between a $200 piece or a $2,000 piece. Yeah. Right? Uh, I can make t-shirts into garden stuff and it sounds like stuff. Yeah. Or I tell stories and create memories because uh, we know you also use other type of textiles or they, yeah. can, they can come to you and say, my grandmother made this granny square and I don't know what to do and say, let's turn this into a fairy. Yeah. So yeah. then... You're preserving memory with that. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my two cents, you don't have to, oh, no, no. to agree I, with it's me. It's very valuable. I, but, I trust, you know, we, we, are, yeah, we as people, we try to explain stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. and that's not really the point when you're trying to, to sell something, no, right? No, you say, no. okay, uh, you're in front of me, you're asking me a question because you want me to touch your heart, yeah. right? Yeah. How 
what do I have here? How does it touch your heart? Or maybe it doesn't. But if it does, this is how. Yeah. Uh, what I do, how I make it? Well, that's a good explanation for a possible student. Right. Yeah. The student is yeah. interested in the process yeah. itself. Yeah. Of course, then in the process of selling, you're going to say, you see this rooster, all the feathers one by one, there are 10,000 of them, t-shirts. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, th and this, and then you can explain the process, but you already touched the heart. Yeah. Right? And you know, Shahar, that is such a valid, valid point. Cause, and, and I've seen it happen many times. People walk by, people walk by, and then sometimes it's as though an arm has reached out and grabbed that person. Mm -hmm. They've made a heart connection with one yes. of the pieces on my table. And, and they want it, yeah. they want it. The moment they uh, yeah. look, the yeah. the story is there. Yeah. They might not understand your story in the process, but the story is there, it touched yeah. them, There's right? Something. Yeah, exactly, you, and you and see that And that's what happen. you have to highlight. Yeah, and that's it, so thank you. That's very valuable, valuable. Did you hear yeah. that? You uh, remind me. Ah, uh, yes. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because we, we say it's art, but then we undervalue. And why do we undervalue? Because we are thinking, oh, it's just t-shirts and a fabric hardener. No. No. no, not no. at all. No, not right? at all. Right? Yeah. So we, we need to, it, what you said, our, I don't like to calculate price by hours, but it took a lot of work for you to make, make feather by feather. It doesn't matter if the feather is made of t-shirt or of gold. It was the dedication that you put into that. Yeah, right. Right? Exactly. So the price needs to be according to, to that, that. Yeah. and not something else. And, and surely not, oh, I think people will pay um, is, again, a matter of, of finding no. the right person. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Excellent. Caleb is asking, can you embed the stones and glass? Ooh, Caleb, I can see this coming to fruition. Can you embed stones and glass jams, etc.? Absolutely. Yes, yes that's the absolutely. fantastic part. On the heron, it. I don't know if you noticed on the heron, but there, I do use, those are glass marble eyes. Oh, can we show again then the yeah. heron so just we can pay attention to the And actually, to the eye. so the, those are stones? Those yeah, are, the, oh. well, they're just the, the little flat glass marbles, okay. basically. Uh, yeah, you can see it quite clearly there. Oh. But my latest thing that uh, was a tip that I had gotten from our, our distributor in Alberta. She uses the cat's eye marbles. Okay. Oh. And so she'll bury the bin just a little bit so they're out a little bit more rounder. But the cool thing is, is the cat's eyes all have, you know, the the different direction you look at it, it, it turns. Looks, oh. So I'm, that, yeah. those are my next, my next series of herons. And it could have, on the, have on those the, eyes. the yeah. wings or whatever you're yeah, creating. Absolutely. You could embed all those. Oh, yes, 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 uh, yes, yes. I think you should tell Caleb um, that Powerpole works really well as a glue. Absolutely, right? yes. For, and even so, if you've got something broken that you need to fix, uh -huh. it can, it, it can it be will work as a glue as well, That's too, for that. So, yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite color that you work with? Or? Oh, I love <laughs> the... It's hard because I really love the dramatic of the black. Uh -huh. Like, and, and I've done black... Black with the gold has been turning out some really cool pieces, but the bronzes are always so nice. And we're working on gray right now, mm -hmm. and they all turn out nice. To me, it's about the folds and the fabric. Uh -huh. So the color doesn't matter. The color is just to highlight everything. Yeah. It's the highlight yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you told me the heron is one of your best sellers. What are the kind of sculptures sell really well? Um, my tipsy ladies. So that's the other thing is when you're doing the art walks, you need to have you need to have that small small investment for people okay. so that they can take something home of your art and get that connection with you. The stories get starting created. The they next, show to their friends. They show to their friends. They're loving it. And all of a sudden, um, so you need to have that price point where they're going to be able to, you know, afford to make a, a an on-the-spot decision, you know, 
quite and honestly. Well, what's that price point? Uh, under $100. Under $100, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so the herons are four. Um, so that's a little, you know, like, mm -hmm. that's a... But that's, you told me you always have an angel or a fairy as yeah, well, Yeah, right? and angels and fairies, yeah. Like I say, now I'm working on having the angel, an angel or a fairy, so somebody with wings on my display. And the other thing I really want to make sure that I have, and it's worked very well, is to have something with some crocheting in it as well, mm. too. Because that's that heart connection story, right? Because uh -huh. everybody's got that stash of them hidden in the cupboards, uh -huh. but they're precious because they're made by grandma or a great aunt or somebody that's no longer here, but we just don't decorate with them anymore. And so to take that and turn it into a garden art. So a lot of times my stories, my, my conversation with the people is I'll show them the herons and kind of get them some idea, you know, get them thinking about how, where they could put one. And then I'll say, and here's another piece I want you to see. And I said, just imagine your daughter's getting married and you take grandma's old doilies and mm -hmm. we'll turn them into a beautiful wedding gift, mm -hmm. you know, type of thing. So we'll t I'll, I'll start planting those seeds and stories. Yes. That, you know, they might turn into something this month. It may, might not be till next year before mm -hmm. that occasion arises. But but that's okay, right? Yeah, because you're exactly. planting seeds. Yeah. And I think we we kind of have to educate people how to preserve memories in different ways. Yes. Because not only things that we used to use in the past, like photos, for example, are in boxes now. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't have a place for them. Uh, we live in a very digital world, mm -hmm. but. You know, memories connect to us in a very emotional level. Yeah. So sometimes turning something that, like you said, the doilies, nobody has a place for them anymore, but grandma made it or somebody we love made it. Mm -hmm. Well, let's incorporate that in the piece of art as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's also an educational process. Guest 593, I seem to have reached a roadblock with my art. How mm -hmm. do you deal with that when you reach a roadblock? How do you channel the artist within even when it's tucked away? Ah, actually, there's a really good example in that. Um, at the Gossamer Treasures, there's a collective of us, and we're all mm -hmm. artisans in our own separate right. Like, we've got painters, we've got sculptors, there's me, there's a soapstone guy, and she will have us all come together occasionally and, and do what, what she calls an artist-in-resident night, okay? Oh. Uh, day type of thing. And so this happened in February, and we were all coming there, and there's a gentleman by the name of Dave Hogg, and he is incredible incredibly talented he's a stone carver okay. and absolutely I, I'll have to show you some of his work that he's done but it's unbelievable but he had hit that roadblock and he didn't know what to do and so he had come to this event just to hang around just mm -hmm. to hang around and he brought this piece of stone and he's working outside it's minus 20 below and it's windy oh, and he's working outside and we're all in the gallery right and he came in and he walked around and he walked around, mm. but he created this most phenomenal piece. Just by being there. Uh, uh, but it being there, he started, and the lady in pink, yeah, is that what yeah, you called her? Yeah. Um, I will share that picture on, I'll, I'll share it in there because it's absolutely unbelievable. And it's almost like him breaking free mm. and feeling the sun on his face again. And um, so hang around some artisans, yes. like, like just go and look at some things like, and not even in the medium that you're working with. I don't care. Like just go and look at some creative work of some people. I agree with you. you know? And, and you know, if you have in your town groups, Yes. Right, you may not have an art walk, you may not have yeah. what she has in Edmonton, but you have groups, you have guilds. I mean, it's amazing mm -hmm. how much other people can take you out of a, a, yeah. a roadblock yeah. moment, yeah. right? And for me, it's also trying other mediums. Yep. 
experimenting without any mm -hmm. compromise. Yeah. Because sometimes we, we reach a point in what we are doing, we are in that level and it looks like we cannot move forward. We mm -hmm. cannot become better, right? Uh, that happens in every single thing yeah. in life. And it's just because you cannot be that artist the way you are today. So you have to change as a person. Yeah. And one way of doing that when it comes to art is experimenting something yeah. where you don't have the compromise to be good. Yeah. Right. No, it's a exactly. new medium. Even if I suck at it, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, and then yeah. you go and you free yourself a little bit so you can actually change yeah. inside yeah. so you can go to uh, the next absolutely. level. Absolutely. And, and in, this, in this collective at the Gossamere Treasures, it's been interesting because one of one of the very good strong artists had come in and looked at another. Uh, her name is Cindy. And he looked at Cindy's uh, some of Cindy's art. Is that Cindy's? Wow, that's so different because of us getting together and just kind of. And it's not even telling each other we should try this or try that. No, she'd see this looking, and she'd see yeah. that and I see her and we're all trying new mm -hmm. things because of what we're seeing. I think it's that collective as well too that gave me the courage to try the dragon, That's, you know, type uh, of stuff. So uh -huh. yeah, so it's, it's been real. Uh, being around the people, like-minded people, yeah, it's I think very, that's very important helpful. because yeah. it's very easy for us to isolate ourselves in a studio. We yeah. like that space, right? Yeah. And yeah, we isolate from everything. But sometimes and it can that close gets in on you. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy's saying thank you both. Well, any final wise words, Jack? <laughs> no, not really. Just <laughs> keep along. I'm going for long for the ride. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the grunt of the group. And <laughs> every, every, every artist needs a grunt. <laughs> Beverly? Um, I just thank you, Shahar, because I, I don't always have time to catch all of the things that you do, but I know any time I do catch it, I get some wisdom. <laughs> and, and, and it's wisdom about being an artist, about being a business person, about being a human being. It, it's just, I love it. So thank, thank you. you for everything that you do. Thank you very much. And Bree saying, hello, excited. I get, I got to catch part of this live. Bev, your, se your second class is wonderful. Nice to meet your hubby. <laughs> I think she was one of the people that requested. She was just oh, asking for you. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, that's good. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I'll become an artist one day. Oh, oh who the, we, we are working on that. We are working we are on that. Working You're, coming on that. Tonight. You're coming tonight. So. Beverly, if people want to know more about you, of course, uh, we have two courses at Curious Mondo. One is mm -hmm. still live, so you can still catch on tomorrow for the last day from 9 to, nine to until it ends uh, mountain time. But, and you have another one coming in October. But how do people find more about your work? And so I'm on Facebook. On? I, okay. and, and I know Beverly Oliwa. Be yeah, Beverly Lynn Miller Oliwa. I've got my maiden name in there as well, too. And my studio is Creative Fire, Creative okay. Fire Studio. I have a Facebook page. And I've also just set up, since I was here last, uh, a Creative Fire Studio Bev Oliwa artist page where I'm just featuring my art. Okay, that's cool. Because uh, the, the other Creative Fire Studio page is more about the teaching uh -huh. and the students and stuff. But I do have a Creative Fire Studio Bev Oliwa page. And then I have creativefirestudio.ca. Yeah. Okay. .ca is my website. So. Wow, cool. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So that's how you get in touch with her. Of course, again, she's still live with the intermediate sculpting. 
with Paverpol. Tomorrow is the last day. You can watch for free from from 9, 10, 11, 12, right? Yep. From 9 to 12, <laughs> mountain time. And it's interactive. It's been a long day. It was. It's <laughs> still not over, right? <laughs> uh, and of course, she's also going to offer a certification course on Paverpol with us. She'll be recording uh, Thursday and Friday, so you guys can get more information about that. Um, thank you so much for being here and to participate. Every week we bring another artist and talk about a little bit about the art, a little bit about life, a little bit about business, right? Because yeah. that's, that's what it is. It is a mix. Or <laughs> husbands, when we have them. We didn't bring the dog. We oh. didn't show the dog. Livy also came from Canada to Utah, right? Mm. And she's been very patient with this too. Yeah. <laughs> While they work hard here. But thank you so much for being here. This is Creativity in Focus, a live podcast where we highlight an artist every week. I'm Shahar Boyan, your host, and I hope to see you back here next Tuesday. Thank you so much. <laughs>